you'd think he was dead. There have been a lot of like eulogy-like things going on this week, including one that I posted myself, I guess. But he's not dead. He's not. He's I mean, quite alive. Chairman is still a pretty big role. Chairman of the board is making all of these decisions. It's 80 to 90%, as I think someone said. You know, if your MacBook Air keeps sleeping like this during the podcast, I'll never know what we're going to talk about. I think it's just you're just jealous because I got my MacBook Air for so cheap. Well, today is weekly download episode number 10, a special, special edition where we're going to talk about the hero of technology, the one and only. Someone who changed lives. Who's not dead, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs former CEO of Apple, announced yesterday around, I'd say, kind of a mid-afternoon kind of thing, yeah. like 3 o'clock, yeah. that in a very Steve Jobsian way, pointed as can be, that if I was going to tell everyone, you'll be the first to know, and I'm he out. Did. And he left. So, you've got Steve Jobs stepping down, you've got Tim Cook, who was the chief operating officer for the past, I'd say, year now. He's been yeah, there for a while. Yeah, a while. yeah, I mean, he's been with Apple for 13 years, but I think he's been the CEO for about a year. So, well, I mean, but still, in capacity, he was doing a little bit more, too. Right, even yeah, I mean, he's COO. been this, yeah. So he's been there for a while. So he's the chief operating officer, and now he's taking the title of the big CEO. Right. Steve Jobs recommended that he become chairman, and shortly thereafter, the Apple agreed. So that's the current structure forecast or what's going on that's kind of the now that's what we know and those are the facts but i mean to put it in perspective he was already acting as the ceo anyway yeah Yeah. i mean i mean for sure tim cook has always been acting as the ceo you've got numerous product announcements day-to-day activities that a big company has to go through and he's been doing that and he's been doing that and so far i mean the machines have been going i mean that's what it is the the bottom line of apple has always been a startup a giant startup a group of people who have specific responsibilities you must i think there are something along the lines of 40 senior vice presidents of something, something in the like company. That, yeah. I mean, at 40 may be an exaggeration, but my point is everyone is a owner of something and they own a team of people. Right. So, and Steve may have his hand in some of the bigger decisions, but he's never been as deeply entrenched as he was back in the year old, early 2000s oh, when yeah, he definitely. was running around with music companies, making deals left and right, changing the music industry, all the while changing Disney, the movie industry. I mean, he's had his hand in numerous things, and it's only a matter of time that he finally says, you know, enough is enough. Is enough. Put my hat on the rack and see yeah. you later. And I mean, we've talked about some of this in podcasts previously, and we've been talking about it regularly anyway. And we've certainly talked about the successor, and I mean, numerous other people have said, oh, it could be... Jack Dorsey, it could be someone. I mean, the bottom line is it's got to be someone who's part of the DNA of Apple. Right. And as boring as it is to have Tim Cook as the CEO, it's the right move. I think we agreed on this about three podcasts ago anyway. Right, I mean, and I think pretty much everyone eventually agreed that Apple's going to be fine. They have a strong product pipeline. I mean, you've got numerous products that are going to keep coming out. iPads, newer iPads, newer right. iPods, newer iPhones, newer MacBooks. I mean, that's all there. So you really can't screw up. I mean, these people definitely have a five or ten year track of time. Right. And I mean, on that track anyway, Tim Cook's been involved in all of this. I mean, he's helped shape what it is right now. So we know that he's he's good. I thought I, I turned that off. I, I don't know. 
the MacBook Air, for any of you wondering what he's referring to, just keeps drawing a blank screen for whatever reason. So one of the other things I wanted to mention was we talked about stock and what would happen to Apple stock if Steve Jobs left. And it took a little bit of initial hit, but it, I think it's going to be okay. I found it interesting that they halted the stock for like 20 minutes. I don't know if you saw that. Well, I mean, that's typical. I yeah. mean, that's the same thing happened when uh, the BP accident occurred. Right. And when Bill Gates stepped down, every time there's a big event, the initial gut reaction of the market is to sell. To sell, yeah. So they halted trade, and it was suspended until 4.50, and then they mm. resumed it. Dropped about 5%. But then, it, you know, it's been about flat. Yeah. And, and part of that, the initial reaction of the public has been, well, it's Apple. They haven't messed up yet. Steve Jobs has been gone for a year. Newsflash, people. I mean, exactly. I mean, nothing is cha- I mean, nothing is really changing here. So, you know, instead of thinking that they're doomed for the immediate future, I mean, the real question is, is um, are they doomed forever? Are they doomed, like, eventually to fail? See, I don't, I don't think so. I, I like, I, like we've talked about before. I think that there's a good structure here. I think Steve's gotten re- a really good team in place. I think that the people, all of the other people at Apple, is what helps make Apple Apple. But why do people come to Apple? Well, I mean, Steve Jobs was a big reason why many people would work for Apple. Oh yeah, definitely. to be under that iconic visionary system. I mean, my gut reaction is that Apple is not doomed for the next five or ten years. I'm sure there must be a track of products that Tim is well aware of that they that he informed him personally of in the past year or so to let him know about his vision and his design and what he had in mind, sharing it with Johnny Ive and all the other usual suspects on the group. So it's likely that Apple is safe for a little while. But it's the question of after the tablet, after the MacBook, after whatever it is we're doing today. That what next is the, big thing. What is the next big thing? And I mean, Apple may have the next big thing, but you've got so many other incumbencies. And, you know, incumbent figures like IBM, Intel, Google, Companies Places that, that can see this as an opportunity, almost. Well, and not only an opportunity, it's just one of those things that they're good at it. They've yeah. done that thing for a while. I mean, when Bill Gates stepped away, he left the company in the hands of Steve Ballmer, and at first, it just coasted. I mean, you've got nothing wrong with Windows. Right. Apple wasn't doing anything. So Windows was going to continue to gain market share up until just recently, about a year ago, right. when people start worrying about them because they're not gaining in this new surging tablet space. And there was some new data that pushed out yesterday uh, that said about 79% during the month of August is where we're at on Windows. So a significant drop from where we probably were five years we ago. We were at 95. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a pretty significant drop, really. So, you know, you've got, a- you've got Apple now that will probably coast for the right. same amount of time. And that's because everyone else isn't doing anything. But it's only a matter of time where Before either A, picks it up. some company comes up with the next big thing or, or comes up with the next evolution of the next big thing. Or B, um, Apple comes up with it. And if Apple comes up with it, hey, you know, that just goes to show we were all wrong. Whoever was thinking that it was just Steve there which is a naive thing to think, but if they were thinking that, then... Then they were proven wrong. I mean, so... I'm, But I still think that him being there and him being a part of the chairman of the board still says something. I mean, I guarantee you that... I don't guarantee, but I really hope, and I, I still think that when we, when we see a product in September get released, he's going to be there and he's going to be the one presenting it. So there's very few CEOs, there's very few people who who can be pointed at as 
like pioneers for three different industries right in their career i mean steve jobs has been the face of the music industry the entertainment industry and the technology industry exactly i mean he changed personal computing in the 80s i mean it started with personal computing in the 80s and then the collapse of the apple ii and the you know varied opinion about what the next machine should look like and product people all over the place designers being locked in basements nobody knows what's going on apple's kind of playing their own game design teams are doing their own thing meanwhile the idea of ms dos was around and it was surging into popularity the the personal computer realized through the apple II was certainly becoming popular but it wasn't quite mainstream because of the price mainly and because of the technology that it had was sort of beyond what people wanted people wanted lotus notes people wanted that kind of software but the 1984 macintosh sort of changed things it changed things and it certainly put apple on the market to be an incumbent right but when steve jobs left well he he kind of pushed out the door yeah definitely really yeah and for reasons that they weren't gaining traction in the enterprise and they were too expensive. So they pushed them out the door and lo and behold, you had the next, the dark years, I would guess, right, yeah. of Apple and what they've done. So, and then he comes back in the 1990s uh, as interim CEO. They say, you know what, you can be here and uh, hopefully you can make some changes. So it began, I think I think one of the biggest moments during that time was the collaboration with Microsoft. Right, and the Microsoft Office buying shares. And, and bringing Office onto the platform right. and really starting a collaboration. And the whole guiding force of everything that Apple did back then was, we aren't going to compete with you, Microsoft. We're just going to make the best products we possibly can. And if people buy us and people will vote for their wallet with their wallets, then right. And I, I, I mean, I watched the keynote from 1997 where him and Bill, or Bill Gates came on, and they decided it wasn't about competition; it was about working together and making innovations. Right. And then just shortly thereafter, two years later, you have the iPod, which I would say is kind of misunderstood when it first came out. Kind of one of those niche products that. It's FireWire capable. It only runs on a Mac. It I mean, holds it a bunch of songs. Like but, I mean, but nobody has that many songs yet. Yeah, right. And I, I mean, mean, with the iPod came the music industry and came illegal downloading and came all of that other definitely. stuff where people wanted to put in, you know, all of their music. Now all of a sudden they could carry it all around. They didn't even know what to do with it. I mean, I, I, I knew people who said the iPod is a stupid idea. I bought a third generation, or a second generation, I'm sorry, when they had USB and finally were PC available. And people were like, you're crazy. Why are you buying this? And I was like, trust me, this is going to be cool. This is, and, and it, it was. I 2003 mean, really changed that with the iTunes Music Store. Uh, yeah, and that and that was the beginning of what Apple has also grown and done really good at is creating ecosystems around the products that they've made right and that's where as the ceo he really did some amazing things i mean there's no question about it that it was him as ceo that that sort of guided all of that it's definitely a vision i mean there's an overarching vision as you look at all of this and you and in hindsight you have to wonder and you have to you have to you have to think that steve knew that the music industry needed to change and he knew that eventually all our phones would have music on it right. and that we 
wouldn't be using laptops all of the time. We wouldn't be using desktops for that matter all the time. And he certainly knew that eventually touchscreen capability or being able to interact with cameras and stuff like that, that was going to be the norm. So when you have that sort of leadership with the end goal in mind, you're unstoppable if you have the resources and capabilities to pull it off. If you have the right people who rally around that vision, and that was the key. A lot of people who Steve Jobs had grown to appreciate and they appreciate Steve Jobs came back in oh, the early 90s yeah. and said, here's our guy. You know, I don't know why you got pushed out in the first place, but here he is. Now do something with it. So right. I mean, some of those people went with him when he went to Next, I, I had read before exactly. in the past. I mean, they followed him because they trusted what he did. He was a vision, a visionary. Right. And so, you know, Steve Jobs changing the music industry with the iPod. And then, of course, you know, 2007 brings... You the know, iPhone, the, the I mean, Jesus yeah. phone, exactly. I mean, so and they played catch up for over a year. That's like pretty much. I mean, and and people are still playing catch up. Like, every time the iPhone has been updated, I mean, except for ex- with the exception of the iPhone with the recent iOS and the recent iPhone four. I mean, the iPhone four now has been was a radical sort of departure from where the iPhone had yeah. been for the fast uh, two or three years before that. But the upcoming iOS um, seems to be a kind of reaction to a lot of what's going on. And, and you know, you have companies that know when things are good as right. well. They know how to make mistakes and they know how to fix mistakes with, remember, Intenigate, of course, yeah. being another But, I mean, mistake. the reactionary is still fantastic. Like, they've right. gone above and beyond what the others were doing, and even though it was reactionary more this time. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, the last puzzle is of the iPad and we all know where the iPad is. Exactly. I mean, I mean, iPad is putting other companies out of business. That's how bad, that's how I mean, crazy. Companies like it so much, they're building the exact same thing and trying to sell it. Looking exactly yeah, like it. Exactly. So, you know, Steve's legacy is in alone. When you look at these four things, really, the personal computer, the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad, the iDevices and the the personal computer with the mouse as an input, how is it possible that you can come up with these four things before anyone else is even thinking about it? It's crazy to me that, that one individual who worked out of a garage. When he managed, started. Yeah, when he started. Right. And went to college for one semester and said, you know what? This isn't for me. It's a waste of my money. So for all the people who are thinking, oh, why is he leaving? I mean, why not? It's kind of like Michael Michael Jordan. You mm-hmm. won six rings, dude. Yeah, I mean... You, can you put in down. your time, yeah. It's especially when your health is is fading. Like, there's no reason to beat yourself up. I mean, it's obvious that he loves this company. So, do you think? It, do you think how much percentage of the likelihood that he left because of health is what? See, I, I really believe that it was it was a big per- percentage. I would guess more than sixty or seventy percent. Watching this man, watching his like just passion when he goes up there and talks, you can tell this is his life. Like, this is what this is what makes him him. So do you think he, you know, kind of quietly fades away or is he going to start something different now? Or I don't see him starting anything different. What I, I just, I, I think that he's probably hanging up his spurs, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's got anything more than what he's done with Apple. I mean, he's still chairman, so. Right, and I think, I think that we'll probably still hopefully see something from him or, right. or see some things that he does and sort of what his dream is. This podcast could be 
potentially sponsored by you. If you'd like to sponsor our podcast, visit weeklydownload.com slash sponsorship and check out our email. And also you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Thanks for any support. What do you think about the Tim Cook era of Apple? I mean, like we just talked about, I think that if Steve Jobs trusts him, I suppose I trust him. Like Steve, like like we were just saying, this this company is is Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is Apple. Like for him to say, I trust that Tim Cook can can do what I did. Like I feel like that's that's confident. Like I'm confident that Tim Cook will do a good job. If Steve Jobs. Is I mean, he'll do a good job, but is he a visionary? Because I don't think so. I don't think he is a visionary. I think he's a brilliant businessman, probably, and he'll do great things with keeping Apple afloat and obviously making the usual margins and introducing things. I mean, they have a system. They're a machine. He really, I mean, if if they threw me in there, what could go wrong? I mean, like... like I mean, there's the, so many vice presidents, like we were saying earlier, presidents of this, things of that, directors of this. Exactly. It's, there's It's a well-oiled machine. Right. You don't... It could be anyone. I mean, it, it, that's the thing about Apple. It could just run by itself. Do you worry that with the business thing, like being more of a business-oriented person, we could see that, that attempt that there was in the early 90s, somewhere down the road, 10 years from now, the let's license OS X, let's license iOS. No, no. I mean, we saw that mistake that in the early 90s. I just uh, That was just to make money. I mean, like, what now I mean. like, they have a bunch of money. They're, right. not, they're not screwed at all. And they're still the hottest-selling products. With or without Steve Jobs, you know, the person who, the layperson, probably doesn't even care who's running the company. Right. They're just like, well, would I rather buy this, you know, quote-unquote. 0.68-inch computer or what? Right. Yeah. This sexy sort of machine, or would I buy this clunky PC? I mean, right. which one would you rather choose? And that doesn't depend on who's who Steve Jobs is, who the bearded guy with glasses running the company is. But... The bearded guy with glasses is the one who's screaming and yelling at the computer department to make that computer 0.68 inches because it matters. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, there you've I mean, you, on the on the on the blogs and on sites, you know, you've read all the stories about Steve Jobs' laser sort of opinion about certain things, but that's just that. I mean, when you come to when you comes to design, you have to go back to Johnny Ive. You right. have to go back to Scott Forstall and all the other people who have worked hard. And Steve Jobs is a software guy too so there's some software elements that steve may be a part of and there are many that aren't right i mean he helped with next and he had the next project which we're still seeing in osx today like a lot of the right the remnants of that right so you'll always find like little bits of steve and you'll but in general you'll find just apple being apple so tim tim cook is a face tim cook is the right person because he's been there he knows the system I mean, right. you'd rather hire someone within your company who's smart than someone out of the company who needs to learn it. It's kind of like, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't know why sports is on my mind, but like if you have a wide receiver who is a little older, but he knows the system, really you'd rather start him than bring in a good wide receiver from somewhere else and expect him to just start right away. Right. It doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, when you've got a system, you have to learn it. And that's Tim Cook. Tim Cook is, already knows it. So I don't think it really matters, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we can we can sort of look at Apple and say that was a Tim Cook thing. But I, I hope that on weekly download number like 600, we can, we can talk about 600? this. 600? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking long term. 
that's a lot of episodes. That, I guess that would actually be several years, way more than probably 10. So you posted uh, about what brought you into... Sort of what made me a fanboy. What made you a fan? I, I must say that it was, it was that moment in 2005. I bought an iBook G4. It was right around late May, early June. And anyone who knows Apple history, as I said on the website earlier today... Uh, Steve came out in WWDC, and by this time I was like, oh, I'll like look around rumor sites, things like that, just sort of learn about Apple more, because I was in love with the Cyborg G4. Got on Mac Rumors, saw the, uh, watched the, saw the WWDC keynote was the next week. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. I'll sort of watch the live stream, or I'll watch a stream when it comes out, things like that. Switched to Intel. I was an angry, angry individual that less than a week later, I, I bought this computer, and it was going to be obsolete. Like, not just the regular obsolete, but the whole chipset was being unsupported. But the man was so calm, collected. He just, he had a way and this passion, like I was talking about, that I was just like, that is, that is incredible. Like, this is the CEO mm-hmm. of a company. The uh, CEOs and, like, people I'd looked at in technology before were running around stages like monkeys screaming developers. This guy was wearing a black turtleneck, faded jeans, and a, and a pair of New Balances saying... This is this is going to change the way we do things at Apple, and just really made it seem so awesome. And I was so frustrated at the beginning, and walked away saying, "Wow, this company is so cool!" Like I thought, my iPod was awesome, but there's so much more to this company. And from that moment on, I, I have been following and bought like eleven computers. Eleven? I, I really think it's about eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what about what about you? When when was that moment for you? I mean, it was May. 2007 bought, bought a white macbook i'm a little later i had always been a windows person mainly because of games because i played a lot of games right 2005 but, i was starting to get sick of windows xp too though so bought a bought a macbook and really liked the out of out of the box functionality of the machine and the battery life and the sleekness of the thing um i used that machine for a little while until I upgraded to a unibody MacBook, and now the MacBook Air is my third MacBook. So really, I haven't gone through nearly as many machines as you have. I'm kind of crazy. Used the iPad for a while, and I. But the biggest, the biggest um, sort of thing that's made me a big, huge fan was definitely the uh, iPhone. Right. Without a doubt, when the iPhone came out that summer, and my dad bought that first iPhone, and then he said he didn't like it, so he gave it to me. And I was starting to use this thing. I broke the screen, but I really liked that. I felt like this was a you know a device. This was something that right was huge. No one was doing it at the time, and it did everything I wanted. It synced up with everything I wanted. It was my phone. It was my music. It was everything in this device. And right. I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I want. So... I've been I've bought every single type of iPhone since and probably I've waited in line on release day every day. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't I rated in line for release day on iPhone 4, but I didn't do it for the 3GS or 3G because well, when the 3G came out, a lot of people were Ordered excited on, about yeah. it, but it wasn't as exciting when the 3GS came out or when the iPhone 4. I mean, those were some lines. The iPhone and the iPhone 3G were pretty incredible. I actually, Apple gave out bags, like little bags that matched, and they were little box iPhones that that had handles. I still have them, yeah. Really? I waited in line for 11 hours when the first iPhone came out. and went to Disney World the next day, actually, and I had this product in my hand, and people were all over the place, like swarming in the line. Like They were like, oh my goodness, is that an iPhone? I can't believe you have one of those, and it was... It was it was an interesting moment, but I I will never forget that keynote either from January. It's funny we're gonna look back on this podcast or these few years and think, 
you know, is this the beginning of the end or is this just another era? And, you know, we're talking about Apple as if they're gone, but, you know, they one day will be gone. One day Apple will not be there, just like every company, just like every democracy, just like everything. Things are contingent. They go away. But legacies, I mean, the things that change the world, these things that bring people together through technology, I mean, that that is what you really have to consider with Apple and and Steve Jobs. And that's part of why I'm in this field now. I saw what these things can do, and I was like, I want to be a part of something that is this incredible. Well, that's about this podcast. Um, you right. know, Steve, thanks. Thanks for what you've done for everyone. We appreciate it. And uh, tune in. This was just one episode of a double feature. We're going to have our usual stuff shortly posted after this one. Thanks for listening.